What's up, everybody? My name is Lee Eric Shainer. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition, I-T-S-I-N-T-U-I-T-I-O-N. Follow my man, Ben Shin, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, based with two S's. And you can follow us as a unit, at Kinda Neat. Give us some followers. We're stuck at 1,500-something. Want to get it to 2K. I feel like every every uh, extra thousand just makes it look so official. Get us to 2K. YouTube.com slash That's Kind of Neat, where you were going to see our guest today, really cool dude named Rome Fortune, performing a song called Leaders. That was produced by Fortet, which is pretty tight. I really like this song. Very catchy. It's, a, it's an earworm that is stuck in my head right now. What else? Everything is wrapped up in a pretty package at kindaneat.net and you can also download the podcast app you should be doing that downloading the podcast app so you can listen in your car or on a treadmill or wherever the day may take you your office i don't know put it on your phone search for kind of neat subscribe 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 leave a five-star rating please get off your butt and leave a five-star rating and i'll read the reviews and i love it leave comments and stuff and don't forget, you can also you can interact with us on our on our website, which I know it's like simple and looks like shit, but there's you know it is what it is. But you can leave comments on there too. Go ahead. Today we are recording our second episode in two days, so this isn't going to come out. This is going to be two weeks old by the time it comes out, actual day wise. But today is my, officially my birthday, so this is the second episode in a row where you're hearing me talking about my birthday. But that's because we recorded one on Tuesday, and my birthday is on Wednesday. And we, I, I, me, it's not we. It's not Ben's fault. It's my fault. I have been slacking like a motherfucker on the podcast, and I know that. And uh, I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. So I've made some goals with myself because what happened is everything kind of blindsided me. Where I had a couple travel jobs, and then. I was having brain farts about guests and um, also just kind of honestly like second guessing myself about like who we would be able to get because like you never know. I don't know what the reputation of the channel is or the type of guests that would be down. Like to be honest, when I hit up uh, Rome Fortunes people, I didn't know if they would be down. And thankfully they were, and it was a fucking awesome episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But yeah, I've been second-guessing myself and what I'm doing with the podcast and just being lazy all around about it. And so, and, and the studio's been getting booked so fast. So I, I told myself, like, look, you got to fucking buckle down, man. You got to get back into it like it was the first year that you were doing it. Because just like anything else, I question myself. I question my passions. I question, like, is this, am I doing this? Is it working? Is this what I want to do? Do I want to keep at this? Because I'm clearly having been putting the effort into it that I used to. And I decided, yes, I do want to do this. And I want to fucking buckle down. And if the studio's booked in advance, then I'm going to, I'm going to like go book farther in advance. So I've been trying to plan things out real far, you know, a couple weeks out. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, I think. We're going to have, if everything goes right, four episodes in a row, like one per week for four weeks, which I haven't, we haven't done that in forever. And that's completely my fault. Anyway, I'm trying to step that up. Um, crazy shit today. Rome brought in uh, this gal and everybody gets to chatting and she says, I'm from Alaska. And I said, shut the fuck up. I'm from Alaska. I'm like, what? I'm, you know, that's what my voice, my voice goes, what? 
it went way up like that into a different octave. And I went, I'm from Alaska too. And she looked at me like, yeah, right. Cause that's the thing about Alaskans is like, we always question someone else's Alaskan authenticity. When you're raised up there, you're like, yeah, you ain't, you, come on, you ain't really from Alaska. Get out of here. And, um, she didn't look Alaskan. She looked very LA, LA centric, you know, very stylish young lady. And she's like, yeah, I, I said, I'm from fucking North pole. And then, and when I said I'm from North pole, like she kind of looked and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he is from Alaska. And uh, and I'm like, where are you from? And she said, I was raised in Girdwood. And I said, that's crazy. I used to go to Girdwood all the time. I know people in Girdwood. Specifically, I know one person in Girdwood. And she goes, get out. Who? And I said, do you know this gal, Catherine? And she has this look of shock on her face. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. Uh, she's like, of course I know her. Like, that's I, like this is just too much. That's crazy. Like, And I'm like, yeah, that is crazy. Because here's the thing is uh, about that is that Catherine and I, we met when I was 17, so a half a life ago, because today is my 34th birthday. We met when I was like 16 or 17 on a trip to Paris. We went on a school trip. I was from Fairbanks. She was from, well, outside of Fairbanks, whatever. She is from Anchorage. Well, she's from Girdwood. So we were both from like outskirts towns uh, next to a big city. And yeah, we met on a trip over there and we ended up like having a little like long distance thing when we were teenagers. And so the crazy thing about this is, this is the second time in California that someone has been like, oh, I'm from Girdwood. And I say, I know a person from Girdwood. Do you know this person? And they're like, yes. And uh, it happened once in Santa Barbara when I was like, like probably 10 years ago, like when I was like 24, some girl, I had on an Alaskan grown sweatshirt and some girl comes up to me and goes, oh, so you're from Alaska? And I'm like, I am. And she's like, da, 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 da. And I'm from Girdwood. And I said, oh, do you know so-and-so? And she's like, oh, my God, that's my best friend. I grew up with her and blah, 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 blah. And she's going to be moving down here soon. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like, I used to talk to that girl on the phone every day. And I went to prom with her. That's right. I went to my junior prom with this gal six hours away. Dedication. That was some real dedication. And so the crazy thing is just a few weeks ago or like about a month ago, I guess, I actually got back in contact with her just because like uh, it was it was like kind of weird because uh I was listening to like some old punk rock music. Well, what happened is I was watching the Descendants movie. The Descendants are a punk rock band. They have a great documentary out. And it reminded me of all this like pop punk music that I used to listen to during a certain phase of my life. And uh, and then I started downloading old records that I used to listen to, like old punk rock records that I used to listen to. And one of them very specifically reminded me of that trip to France. And I went, oh, I wonder what that girl's up to. And so I looked up on Facebook because that's a crazy thing that you can do now. You can just like see how someone's life turned out. And so I Googled her and she still had the same last name. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, she looked and I was like, oh, that's very clearly her because like she looks pretty similar. It's how she looked. And I just kind of was like, hey, and, you know, I added her on there, but I didn't want to be a creep. So I was just kind of like, hey, you know, what's up? Just wanted to see how your life turned out, I guess. Like, congrats on on this, that and the other. Just kind of like complimenting uh, what appeared to be, uh, you know, a good, healthy, grown up life. Not thinking that I would ever really hear back. And then we ended up corresponding back and forth. And it's been very cool to like catch up with her. Uh, really nice gal. And so very crazy after only like a month later to be to like run into somebody that grew up around her as well. Just fucking crazy small universe and world and whatever. And Alaska's also tiny and everyone knows everyone, but still it was just weird that somebody from Girdwood ended up in the studio tonight. So crazy. And I talk about it again on the pot during the podcast. So sorry about that. But, um, what else tomorrow? I have a show talked about it last week and it'll have been two weeks ago. Now I hope it went good. 
<laughs> I'm fucking nervous. I get nervous before shows, man. Because I don't do them that often. So I just, I want them to go well because I put a lot of time and effort into them. So I hope that it goes well. Uh, fingers crossed that it goes well. But yeah, today was my birthday. I didn't really, everybody's like, oh, what did you do? Did you do any, are you doing anything special? I'm like, no. I went to a photo shoot and we shot a gal, really beautiful Instagram girl named Tiana G. A really nice person. Very easy to photograph because she's mad pretty. And so, yeah, I worked today and then I came here to do a podcast and that was, that was it. And those are things that I like doing. I like, you know, I always tell you guys I like being busy. So, Hey, couldn't ask for a better birthday to go do two things that I love doing. So all praises due for that. Um, what else? I don't know. I think those stories are enough. I think those rambling tales were enough of an intro to where I feel satisfied about this intro. I should do some more activation shit. I should be like, oh, hey, write me and say this, but I don't know what to do. Without further ado, here is my podcast, my conversation with the new homie, Rome Fortune. come out here maybe like once every two months maybe oh a lot now yeah, yeah, frequent yeah. flyer miles on fleek you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> who do you fly with mostly shit man it's whomever is booking a flight who whatever they want to right. do i don't, I don't care hey that's how you know here. you're really living right is when the when the companies are paying for travel yeah. rather than yourself that's fantastic yeah so you came out here to do what to this time uh, I came out here to pretty much dump my brain out of all of this shit I've been working on. I was in New York working on the album, you know, and I couldn't, I was trying to relax, but New York is just... It's so fast there. I, I couldn't because the pace of the city is so fast, so I went down to Atlanta, kicked it with my family. I got two sons down there, and so I kicked it with them for a little bit, and then, you know... I was thinking I should come out here because it's it's a way to yeah. wave and. How I, old are your boys? Six and two. Oh, get out! Yeah, that's yeah. tight. So they're like they got personalities now and everything. Hella man. Yeah, it's crazy. What's that like? It's crazy, man. Cause you know, I I've been a wild person. You know what I'm saying. So having two kids and you know initially. I was, when I had my first son, I was more cautious, you know, of how I would act. But, you know, I, I don't want to filter anything. So it, it's cool to see how he reacts to my my music and all of that. My, yeah, what does he think? He thinks I'm a rock star. He That's calls cool. himself medium rock star, and he calls my youngest son baby rock star. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's he, tight. Yeah, he's super. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any kids, but I have nephews, and my one nephew's seven now, and mm-hmm. he's like very into the fact that I make music. Mm-hmm. And so tomorrow night I have a show, and he's gonna, and he's coming to his first show to watch, and oh, he's shit. like all juiced about it. Yeah, so, yeah I that's haven't what, brought my my son's son yet, but eventually, soon, yeah. I mean, soon enough, he'll be the hype man for crying yeah, out for sure. You he wanna be, he wanna yeah. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, are they products of your wild days? Is that what is that what it is? <sighs> The first one, <laughs> yes, my oldest son, yes. The yeah. second one, I was, I was in a relationship with his mom. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Well, things happen. Yeah, they definitely did. But you kept it cool with both of the moms, and you're yeah, involved in their lives. For sure, that's for sure, great, man. man. That's that's how it's supposed to be, man. It's yeah. about them. You know, a lot of people, parents can get 
petty, you know, because of how their angst or feelings towards the other party. But it's like, nah, man. Yeah. You got to work together to make sure they grow up solid, you know? Right. I think everybody's issues can just be traced back to their father mm-hmm. in, 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 in like anyway. So anyway. it's like when you are a father, you got to sit there and like consciously go like, hey. I want to not cause these kids any fucked exactly. up issues. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. What's up with your dad? Where is he from? Shit, he from Philly. From Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's from outside of yeah, Philly. I was born in Philly, raised in Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I I, I knew that. Yeah. What part of Philly were you from? Uh, Germantown and Nice Town. Yeah, how yeah. long were you there before you moved to Atlanta? Shit, like one or two. Oh, so, yeah, not, so I'm, it was. I'm from Atlanta. It was man. quick. Yeah, it was I'm quick. From Atlanta, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even count, really. Yeah. What part of Atlanta were you from? Decatur and Gwinnett. Okay. Decatur is like the east side, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then shit was getting too bad or where we were staying at. So my mom took me up to the north side. That's Gwinnett. Okay. Yeah. What was the family up in Philadelphia for? My family up in Philadelphia, they just all from up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so was mom up there just uh, temporarily when she met your dad or how does that work? Yeah. Well, nah, she's from Philly. You oh, know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So they, they met and all of this. And uh, I never even said this in like an interview interview anything but oh my, so we're getting right into yeah. the fucking exclusive <laughs> <laughs> my my dad his side of the family um they were the ones who introduced crack cocaine to washington dc oh wow so they were the ones you know it's like documentaries about them and all of that shit get out yeah and um so when everything was going downhill, you know, the FBI and DEA, whatever, all of that shit was going down, it was like cracking down all on that side of my family. So Shut up. My In mom, Philly. Yeah, my mom was like, man, fuck this. We out. And Wow. Yeah. So did dad end up in trouble then? Nah, luckily he didn't. But my uncle and my uh, and my first cousin, they definitely did. Yeah. Right. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so there's documentaries about that shit. Mm-hmm. Wow, what's that called? In case anyone wants a cross reference, yeah, it's a look up Rayful Edmund, man. You really? Know. Yeah. You know. Anybody wow. in DC know who Rayful Edmund is? That's so crazy. And so yeah. that's your uncle or your cousin? Yeah, the Rayful Edmund the third is yeah. my my cousin, and yeah. Rayful the second is my uncle. Wow, yeah, man, they wow. one and the same. So mom sees shit going down and is like, hey, we got we to gotta get up and we got to move to yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. D- does dad go too or he stays in Philly? Nah, he stayed up there. Did you guys stay in contact with him? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you know, fucking, it was weird shit. You know? Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, that that's not the strongest relationship I have, but, you know. Has it gotten better as an adult? Uh... You know what I'm saying? Like, if he wasn't there that much as a kid, which sometimes they aren't. He it, actually he actually lives in uh, uh, Georgia now. Okay. Um, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, you know what I yeah. Mean? Like, you know. Do you look like him? Fuck, yeah, hell yeah. Is that kind of weird? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. You stay with mom. Does mom have family in Atlanta? Like, did you have family around? <sighs> no. Really? No. So it's just like you and her? You had uh, siblings? I have a half-sister. Okay. She's five years younger than me. When we moved down to Atlanta, it was just me and my mom pretty much. And um, my uncle came down, her youngest brother. Yeah. And shit. And then after that, like, a couple of my other uncles came down. And, and that's that was like, you know, those are like my... I wouldn't say like father figures, more like big brother figures. Male you know influences in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and that and 
they really got me onto the rap shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, at an early age or what? Early age. What were they all into? Shit, man. It was like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Um, Wu Tang. Um, Camp Low. Oh, I loved Camp Low. Ah, uh, fucking. I feel like they get slept on in the grand scheme of things. They so slept on. Yo, Cooley High was such a fucking good album. Mm-hmm. I, I love their flows and yeah, you know what I mean. Because they were like one of the first. Um, Rappers that I heard that really didn't give a fuck about rhyming. It was right. more about the like the rhythmic. Yeah, of, definitely. You know it, was like the, it was like it was how the syllables float together yeah. more so than the actual rhymers. Right. Yeah, I love that shit. Hell yeah, yeah, that's dope. Well, and then I read that you have some jazz musicians in your family mm-hmm. anyway. So that you, on my mom's side, yeah, um, Nat and Cannonball Adderley, they're pretty like big. Yeah. You know? yeah. My like working with Miles Davis and all of that shit, and then my grandfather Richard Adderley, he plays everything, but he specializes in xylophone and vibes. Oh, tight. like he's the illest, you know what I'm saying? He yeah, run, he runs like I'm not saying that because it's my grandfather. He runs circle around whoever you think the illest vibe players are. Yeah, he actually um he he played the vibes all on um my lat or uh, beautiful pimp too. That oh, was, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. He played that all all throughout there, you know what I mean? That's so dope. He played the vibes on there. And so that's your mom's dad? Yep. And so did he move to, down to Atlanta or he nah, was stay, stayed up he in stayed Philly? up there. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a lot of us that came down there. Did you go back east a lot? As yeah. a, like, did you guys uh, travel back to visit fam? Yeah, yeah. I went up there to see my grandma all the time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I was spending summers up there. Would you ever go out to the shore? Did you go to the Jersey Shore at all as a kid? Nah. That was, oh, uh, well, I went to, we used to go to uh, Wildwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used, to, yeah. yeah, we used to go to Wildwood. Yeah, yeah so that's a, that's a fun, that's funny. Uh, let me put this out in, on the podcast before we start. So you brought a, 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 a gal with you named Kinsey, yeah. and she was like, oh, I'm from Alaska. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm from Alaska. And she's like, I'm from Girdwood. And I said, do you know so-and-so? And she's like, I do know so-and-so. <laughs> so we already had this like crazy fucking serendipitous shared uh, experience, but similarly my mom is from outside of philly like i said so when i was a kid we would fly out back east from alaska for the summer and we would go out to like wildwood or or ocean city or wherever in new jersey to like go to the beach and shit and that was like our summers Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean dude philly in in the summertime is pretty tight it's fun Mm -hmm. so uh anyhow what did mom do to keep the roof over the head and all that man she just hustled she she's an accountant Okay. So she just hustled, work. Yeah. Work sometimes two jobs, three jobs, whatever. Yeah. Well, so how's that for you? Are you like a latchkey kid kind of? Go home and just watch TV and shit? Or? Shit, man. What I were you would, into? I would, uh, I would come home and, you know, she, would, she wouldn't be around too, too, too much, but she would say, like, here, you should do, this is how you take care of this, cook this, whatever, 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 you know what I mean? And uh, I would come home. We had a record player. And it was a record player, but yeah. I would fucking come home and like DJ on that right. shit. Right, and, and it's like, like a belt drive yeah. one, but you're like finagling <laughs> yeah, it. Yo, yeah, yo, uh, scratching all of the records up. Oh but. shit, that's <laughs> but, yeah. But my favorite one to scratch was um Special Ed. I got it made. Oh shit. Oh, so she had like rap vinyl yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. Yeah. I, similarly, my brother and I, well, my dad had a record player down in the basement, and we would go play darts or pool. He had like a little man den down yeah. there, and, and we would just put on like Temptations records and shit like yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. yeah, but he warned us, don't scratch his fucking yeah, records; yeah, it would yeah. kill us. 
<laughs> yeah, I would I would hide the ones that I scratched too bad. Yeah, she'd be like, "Where's this record?" I, don't know. I, don't know. I ain't seen it. <laughs> well, I think one of your brothers came over. You must have that. Yeah. That's funny. What did the, what did all the brothers do when they moved down to uh, Atlanta? The uncles, shit, working whatever, jobs, regular, yeah, doing whatever, right? You know, you're a big dude, pretty tall. Were you into sports as a kid? Yeah, I played basketball. I used to be I used to be uh, overweight. Really? Yeah. So you you got leftover uh, fat kid insecurities? Not uh, shit. Probably actually. You know. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the homies that we've had on the show was like he's very fucking handsome and buff now, and he's like, bro, I was like two hundred thirty pounds as a kid. Yeah. I was like real fat, and yeah. I'm like, oh, mm. that explains. So now that's, that's why, why it goes so hard. Yeah, exam. yeah. That's why <laughs> like the super extra ladies man now because yeah. you got to mm. make up for like lost time and shit. Yeah. So you're you're overweight as a kid, yeah. like till what age? Till pretty much like seventh, eighth grade, and then oh, that's hit, the right time to lose yeah, it. Though. I, I hit my growth spurt, yeah. in like that literally, like that summer of uh, it was lit. I got to <laughs> high school, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's when I started. My, I remember that summer where it was like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm not awkward anymore. Yeah. It is that is like just on. It's on. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun summer. Did you play basketball before you hit your growth spurt or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was good at fucking, you know, handling the ball and all of that shit because I was fat. They put me at power forward and shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm just, I'm just chubby. I'm, I'm not really. They're like, yeah, box them out, yeah, box them out. I'm like, come on, bro. You know. <laughs> they said, nah, you're gonna be the Larry Johnson of this team. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that, man. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. What else are you into as a kid? Were you already picking up on like uh, creative stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, music, man. Yeah, I, I always freestyle. Just drawn to yeah, yeah. So you were freestyling back then. It probably didn't even have like a term for it. Yeah. You were just like would just rap. Yeah. At, see, I haven't I haven't really freestyled much in my older years. But when I was younger, I used to be so ill. Seventh grade, I remember. Yeah, it would be at the lunch table, mm. and I would just freestyle about every person around the table. Yeah, you know yeah, like bouncing people's names off yeah, and shit. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, this girl, Angelique, she got a dirty shirt on, so I'm going to call that out because she ain't knowing nobody knew. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. fun shit like that. And yeah. Yeah, I got to high school. Well, so Angelique hated you because she had a dirty shirt, and yeah. you're an asshole about she actually, it. She actually had a crazy crush on me, so... <laughs> She was. That was your way liked, of flirting. Yeah, she liked the the shout out. Nice. That's <laughs> tight. Was your school a musical school? Were there a lot of other dudes into rap and shit? Um, when you get to high school, yeah, yeah, but not and not in really middle school, not in all that shit. Yeah. Mm. What was like the socioeconomic uh, breakdown of your elementary school and stuff like that? Public school, private school, public public school. Public school. And mm-hmm. what was like? Was it mostly black? Was it pretty diverse? Well, how how was it? Uh, mostly black. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I went to Gwinnett, it was more mixed. You yeah. Know what I mean, it was actually the town I went to in Gwinnett moved mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. all white. Oh like really? All white and um, very, you know, Confederate South type thing. Oh feel really? Me? How's that? But it, it was it was crazy because it literally the time and which the time we 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 went up there, and between that time and between that when I left, it changed because it, it's on the cusp of the like the east side of. Yeah. Atlanta, mm-hmm. you well, you got East Atlanta, then you got like the East Side, which isn't Atlanta, mm-hmm. but it's just like East, and it's not far to get to Atlanta at all. Mm-hmm. And um, 
It's on the cusp. So all of these kids from this school called Stevenson, they will get kicked out and all of that shit. And they'd be bad and shit. And they will come to Gwinnett. They would come to like ours, ours because it was it was literally right there, just in a different school district. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you know, a bunch of the in the homes were nice and cheaper, so a bunch of people was just coming out there trying to, you know, give a better shot to their kid. You know? Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So when you started going there, it was like a mostly white school and then as as it, as you got older it started getting more diverse mm-hmm. because people from the other parts of the city were moving over there mm-hmm. and interesting now, and now it's like it's now like one of the worst parts of it now get out as far as like you know yeah. Weird, yeah so what was there like a fucking great white flight like everybody moved out of that neighborhood or something seemed like it no shit seemed like it yeah we got our first house when I was was it ninth grade yeah yeah, it was ninth grade. We got our first house. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we got to that neighborhood, it was pretty much all white. Mm-hmm. Left when I was in eleventh grade, twelfth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Psh, all black. No shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. In two years, mm-hmm. that's a quick. That's quick. Yeah, it was real quick. Man. Wow, white people are very frightened down there. Yeah, it sounds are, like holy are, shit, man. especially in the south. You know. What I'm yeah. Saying? What do you think about all that shit that's going on with the Confederate flag? I think. I think shit, man. Some change about to happen. You know, people. People real mad about that. Dog, you know what I'm saying it is. It's everything seems very volatile right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but it got to Shit gotta, shit gotta get worse for it get better. You know. That's very true. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you feel personally about that Confederate flag? Because there was a time when rap embraced that shit. Yeah, I never in the, in the like the early two thousands maybe. Mm-hmm. A lot of rappers were rocking Confederate yep. flags. I I never really thought too much about it to be right. quite honest. You right, know what I'm saying? right. And I, you know, I it was just whatever. To you be. just see it. Yeah, you just see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. It really touches people deeply. Hell know? yeah. It's some fucked up shit, man. I, I've been feeling like for the last couple of years, like something's going to crack off in a major city soon and mm-hmm. it's going to be all bad. Because, you know, I'm old enough to remember. I talk about the LA riots on this show all the mm-hmm. time. I'm old enough to remember that even f- being out in the sticks and just seeing how crazy it was. And I'm like, it's been real close already. Uh, and I feel like when it, next time something happens in LA or New York, shit is going to crack off. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's crazy mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It definitely is. I really think what the turning point is going to be a, a person of color who has heavy influence is going to get hurt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At a protest or something? Or some shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even if it's like, you know, some Mike Brown type shit yeah. that the cop's oh, not right, going right. to know or whomever right. is not going to know. Right. And that's going to set people off. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's sad to say, but it's like a bunch of these kids who are, it, it's like, you know... Oh, that could be my cousin or something like that, but right. not people who really have a big impact on people's day to day lives. Right, when that right. shit happened, I feel like it's going to pop. Like it's shit is going to really get bad and then get better. You right, know? right. You know, yeah, that's. I mean, that makes total sense. That something like that could very possibly happen. You know, what I mean? yeah. Everything lately that's been happening with. Uh, just the the political correctness police going on and the and the you know all the police brutality that's getting filmed so much now it, it re- like it really feels like the 90s are truly back mm-hmm. uh, in that sociological aspect like it's really crazy so anyhow yeah were you into other creative endeavors as a kid too other than music were you, did you draw paint anything like that you look like an artsy motherfucker you got a green beard yeah, and shit yeah man i'm an artistic person yeah. but 
I don't think it really hit me. I use I think I'm using music to be like that outlet that just Did you did you play? Did you join band or anything like that? Well, I I used to play the drums. Okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when I got to high school I tried out for the band. And some um some white kid got the the spot over me and I was mad because because white people don't got rhythm. Yo, no, because we when we had we had a drum off, like yeah. they made us have like a drum off, yeah. and I slayed this kid. Like when I was going there, kid yeah. was like, ooh, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And then when he was doing it, I I guess he was more technical or whatever the case may have been. Right. And he, you know, he got it. So I was like, man, fuck that shit. Man. So do you get do you get amped every time you watch the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon? Oh my god, no, that's terrible. I was actually an extra in that movie. Shut <laughs> up. Were you, were you really? Hell yeah. What in the crowd or something? And uh, yeah, the stadium scene. Oh, that's tight. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was like free food and all that shit for the day. It was. Hey, cool. I'm not gonna lie, I low key fuck with that movie. That mm-hmm. movie's tight. It <laughs> that's is, so man. funny that you're an extra. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, man, it seems like you stay very busy. Mm-hmm. You've put out a lot of you've put out a lot of projects mm-hmm. since since like the two thousand tens. What six EPs or something? Seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. Projects, yeah. That's a lot in four years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Do you get sick of any of your old stuff? Do you listen to it and go like, oh, I can't believe that I put that out? Because I, yeah, most definitely. Okay, so which project should people not start off with if they wanted to get into Rome Fortune? Shit, well, I'm not going to say that one because <laughs> then people are going to go to that one. Uh, Which one should they start they off with? They should on? start off with Lolo and Beautiful Pimp. Okay. And Beautiful Pimp came out in, like, what, end of 2013? Uh, early t- 2013. Uh, early 2013. Okay. Yeah. So Beautiful Pimp is the starting point. Mm-hmm. And then where should they work towards? Small World. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one is the one that you would avoid? Which one is your one that you were like, oh, I wish I could take this one back? Drive Styles and Lies. Wait, when was that out? Uh, like a month or two after Beautiful Pimp, so maybe like last spring, last summer. Why you don't like that one? Just because you rushed it out or something? No, it wasn't. It was just because the approach that I used for it, I really fuck with it musically. Mm-hmm. But the engineer I had, mm-hmm. like right now, I have the illest engineer. Mm-hmm. I was like listening to him like fuck that could have been way iller because that shit it got peewee on it it got young thug on it you yeah. know it's so it's you know on paper it's probably my project I should start with you right know, right for people but just the way the way that the actual audio quality came out you weren't satisfied mm-hmm. with it or? Oh. yeah especially because I, I that was like my first effort where I, I started trying to sing uh, and I was like doing auto tune and I was like fucking like a little off key and shit you know yeah it's a bummer when auto tune's off key because you're like oh fuck it's like it's auto tune it's supposed to be mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to it's be like, a come key. on man I could have just kept that shit uh, right without, you know? right right it like makes it worse mm-hmm. so. Tell me just about like the Atlanta scene. Like you guys have like a cool um I don't know, man. It reminds me of like uh the output is not so far off from like LA in the early 90s as far as the kind of weird creative shit that's going on there and kind of the different syncopations that everyone's rapping with and there's a lot of cool weird shit going on in Atlanta right now. Tell me about that. Ultimately, I think Atlanta is moving at a faster pace creatively because, A, the proximity is very, very small. So 
you know what this person and that artist and this artist and that artist is doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think everybody wants to be so different in their own thing is that it's like, man, I'm not going to do that shit. I'm going to try to do this. And it's just birthing new shit all the time. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So, you know, I'm inspired by that a lot, you know? How, how close-knit is the scene? Because we uh, out here, you know, like, or just on the internet in general, you see, like, oh... Mako and Key and mm-hmm. and uh, fa- Father and uh, off everybody at mm-hmm. Awful and and McConan and, and it seems like or in two nine and everybody mm-hmm. like you guys all kind of work together and intermingle together yeah. you know what I'm saying like is it one of those things where everybody's still kind of homies and and you see everybody frequently yeah, it's a lot of love and hate relationships for sure yeah for sure yeah you know what I mean I I've seen a lot of shit going when you know people start popping up and buzzing and then they get their egos and they start not liking this person because this person is starting to come up you know what right, I mean right. so it you know right now uh, I fuck with I'm not like the peacemaker or anything but I pretty much fuck with everybody you know right, what I mean right. just because I've always I've never ran with a click right you know what I mean like I started off really in a scene Messing with two nine mm-hmm. um, when they were back, they, they they were called Pilot Music, and mm-hmm. Kurt was my like my first friend in that scene. And then me and C's got really close, and I was kicking it with those dudes. And then you know, but I was always like a solitary person, you know. Mm-hmm. This was, in my opinion, you travel with a bunch of people. That's just more fucking liabilities, and I hate wasting time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. But um, yeah, I fuck with everybody, man. I fuck with awful. I, though, they're the funniest motherfuckers, you know. Yeah, they're they're characters. <laughs> yeah, they're so fucking funny, yo. When I was first starting rapping as a kid and, and being a part of a scene, and everybody's really close-knit when you're first trying to come up. Mm-hmm. And then as you come up and, and, yeah, money starts happening and, you know, people start gathering their own little followings and mm-hmm. people slowly kind of separate away. But the interesting thing now, because that for me was like 10 years ago. And so now with the internet magnifying everything so much, whenever there's a little scene that starts to crack off, it, like Atlanta, you know, uh, or like Atlanta scene, it's like it's magnified because mm-hmm. everybody's getting to watch it as it goes. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing like people beefing on Twitter yeah. and everybody and then it yeah. fucking makes it on World Star, yeah, or yeah. Make, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And so uh, it seems like... I, I don't know. This is like just a theory, or, or like, uh, but it seems as though like, oh fuck! I hope that it doesn't make the, the magnifying glass. I hope it doesn't make scenes like that burn out faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because things can come and go so fast now. Yeah, I think the the different thing about Atlanta. I'm not. I don't think I'm saying this because I'm biased because that's where I'm from. Maybe I am, but I think I think Atlanta got it for like you know the next five years, and then. Maybe three to five years, like super heavy. Yeah. Of course, it's always gonna be shit coming out of Atlanta. But right. I think like the spotlight, three to five years, because so many other collectives and all that shit. Like I said, the proximity is so close. You got all of these young kids. I'm 26. Yeah. So like I'm an OG to a lot of these kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I go out I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with them or I see some. And they're so influenced by us, but in a sense of like, yo, they're doing that, so I'm going to create my own thing. And they end up creating their own following, you know right, what I mean, right. in, in Atlanta, you know what I mean? 
So I, I don't think so, but it might happen, you know? Yeah. Because ego is a motherfucker, man. It is. It, it is. is. Uh, how does you guys' scene correlate with the whole, like, Atlanta, let's let's go straight from the studio to the strip club scene? Are you guys involved with that at all, or is that kind of like, are you the, the alt to that? Hey, man. Besides being at the house with my two sons, yeah. strip club, my second favorite place, man, Atlanta. Get out. Dog. Which one? I like the hole in the walls. Fuck the, you know, yeah. fuck the Onyxes and even like the Magic Cities. You know, those are cool when you want to, when you want to come, somebody's in town, oh, you know, I see it. You know, but yeah. fuck that, man. Yeah, yeah. Pinups uh-huh. and Strokers. Those are, because I'm, you know, I'm on the east side a lot. So Pinups and Strokers, they're my shits. Because you don't have to go in there and be like, Blow, blow, blow. Right. You go you go to pinups because that was right by where my studio was for for 2013 and, you know, summer 14. And oh, so you were just, like, right across the street, like, yo, literally, you're bound to go. I literally, one-minute drive from oh, the shit. studio. Yeah, yeah. So I go there, you know, we fucking... My favorite thing to do is see a, a badass stripper, you know what I'm saying? Say, yo, you trying to play pool? Yeah, she's getting naked. And we just playing pool. Yeah, and, you know, talking shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. It, it's options, man. You got options down there. You know, everywhere else I've been in strip clubs, it's more so about a payola thing. You ain't paying, and get the fuck out. You know? Yeah, no, I feel that the hole in the wall spots because it's a little, it's a little more laid back, probably. I'll tell you. I haven't been to a lot of like predominantly black strip clubs, mm-hmm. but I have a couple times. It is so different from like white strip club. Mm-hmm. It is a totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. And in a white strip club, I feel like I can get away with only taking maybe a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. At a black strip club, it gets so competitive. I feel I blew like three hundred and sixty bucks in an hour yeah, one time yeah. just throwing money on See, stage. You gotta go to the spots, man. You come yeah. to Atlanta, you gotta go to them spots, man, because. Cause and then you definitely go there and they break records. They play the best music there too. Cause it's you know they always gonna play the new shit. Yeah, man, you know. I mean that's like that's like the pipeline to the radio out there. It seems mm-hmm. like right. That shit go off in the strip club is gonna go off. You know. Yeah. Explain that to my to to the listeners that like don't know. I don't know if they don't like watch Vice or something. Yeah, like the yeah. kids out here that listen to this show. That's the thing. Like in Atlanta, make a make a song. Take it to the club, yeah. see if it cracks, right? See if it cracks, yeah. And and then what happens to it? Well, first and foremost, you gotta you gotta be plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Because you definitely try to go do that, and nobody knows you, or you know the DJs don't fuck with you. You can't just like be that. the dude like, hey, check out my mixtape. Nah, like people nah, have to, nah, you nah. have to have a name yeah, buzzing already. Yeah, yeah, or just you know know a bunch of the DJs and shit. But you take it there, and you see what's up. You know, you just, it's literally like. Yo, I just cracked this shit. You got your flash drive, plug yeah. it up, yeah. see what's going on, you know. And if it pops off like that, how how long is it till you might hear it on the radio out there? I would say back like 2012, 2013, it would take like a month or two, a couple months, you know what I yeah. mean? But now it's pretty much, if the shit start going off, then it's because a, a lot of the radio DJs, they DJ strip clubs and shit are always in the strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, growing up in Atlanta, I mean, dude, you, you had such huge access. I mean, like what, what like was Outkast a huge influence? Hell yeah! But yeah. The funny thing is, yeah. me being from Atlanta, I told you all my uncles they they listen to uh, uh, Northern rap. Yeah. You know what I'm East saying? East Coast shit. So. 
I didn't start listening to Southern rap until I was literally about to go to high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. The first real Southern artist I started listening to was Yo Gotti. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. Then it was, then I stole, I went to Kokomo, Indiana, because I got family up there for maybe a week or two in the summer. Uh-huh. And my cousin had hella CDs and then he had like even duplicates or some shit so I'm thinking he's not gonna need this so I stole Stank On You from him yeah for the ride back down yeah and that's when I fell in love with Outkast of course you know no you're from Atlanta you know Outkast right. but I didn't I've never dove into it you know what I mean yeah yeah and so Stank On You was my first introduction to them you know yeah who like now uh being an artist uh, that's that's garnering a following out there, who are the kind of like uh, forefathers of the scene, or like the real like, like who's the president of the fucking Atlanta rap right now? You think right now, future? Goddamn right, <laughs> you goddamn right. Yo, monster in fifty six nights though. Oh my god. Yeah, man, he's on another one, man. He's like on one. one of my life missions as like a kind of like as a fucking cracker ass emo rapper is to like convince my fans that like cracker ass emo rap that like I'm like yo. You're missing out if you don't listen to Future. I'm t- hey, Monster is like the best emo rap album of all time. Because exactly, it's because, so dark. Because he's he's so honest. He, really, he's you know what I mean. You that, can tell that record is about adultery, addiction, and fucking uh, and just like debauchery. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Realistically, and it's all about depression and shit mm-hmm. too. And uh, but he does it in a in a way that's like it's not palatable to some audiences because they think, oh, no, it's just fucking, like, turn-up music, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, nah, dude, it's like, there's some deep-ass songs yeah, on that shit. Yeah, man, he, he talks some shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Future, man. That he's kind of, he's, he's like, running the shit out there? Yeah, and the yeah. thing about it is, is, you know, I'm so happy for him. I don't, I don't know him personally. Yeah. We've been, in, you know, in the same settings, you know, multiple right, right. times, but I don't know him personally. Right. I'm so happy for him because, dude, he was he was running Atlanta for a while before you know this is really his time right now. He's just, having like he, you know what he's having he's having his fucking when Weezy was putting out all the mixtapes, mm-hmm. the droughts and all those mm-hmm. like that's what he's doing right mm-hmm. now. He's like crushing everything that he puts out. He's like in his prime. He's in his renaissance. Yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, because it's been a long time coming for him. Future for sure, man. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's Andre 3000. Yeah. Know, like, you know, just like as far as a monumental figure. Right. Three stacks, man. Absolutely. You know, because he, he, he bridged the gap perfectly. He's like one of my, he's probably top five for me, I would say, if not number one on certain mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, man, there was this one tape that somebody put together. Like, you remember when he was just out random Doing the guest verses and shit all random guest verses hell yeah somebody put together like a, shit. No, i love that yeah, they just that put was... together a tape of all of his guest mm-hmm. verses and i memorized like every fucking mm-hmm. one they're so good mm-hmm. i actually um this is funny dude you'll, you'll like this i used to teach uh a, like a rap writing class mm-hmm. to like uh to like 16 to 16 17 year old mm-hmm. and and uh like after school program thing and the first assignment i, I would tell people is like okay memorize this verse and come and rap it in the same cadence and, mm-hmm. it, and it was the uh 
the 3K verse from uh, fucking the one with UG, UGK. What, uh, oh, players yeah. ball. Player, players anthem. Fans, players anthem. Players yeah. anthem. I feel like that's one of the craziest rap verses. So, such crazy cadences. I'm like, if you can memorize this and rap it back, you can memorize anything. Mm-hmm. You know? he, 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 he definitely inspired me to... You know, him and Camp Low, people don't know. Yeah. They inspire me to not so much think about the rhyming, but more so of how it's going to flow. Because you can flow without rhyming. Right, You know right. what I mean? You can Absolutely. still flow without rhyming. So they definitely taught me, you know, how to do that. Yeah. When uh, is the first time that, uh, is it before seventh grade when you start rapping? Like, when do you start, when you really look back, like, what are your funny early rap st- uh, uh, memories? Uh, <laughs> I, I've always really been as rapped, write poetry and stuff like that as a kid. Not, like little one liners, not, not so much poetry. Yeah. I, it was always freestyling. It's so okay. funny that I hate freestyle. It's probably why I hate freestyling and all that shit now because that's all I did. Right, and maybe being five, six, seven. Riding around with my grandmom in Philly in the back seat of the car, yeah, and like freestyling to because she would always play the old school R and B stations. So like freestyling to just the instrumental space, but in between verses on like a Luther Vandross song or yeah. some shit. So yeah, <laughs> and you were doing it. Were you doing it out loud where she could hear you? Just doing it in your head. I was. It was kind of out loud. Like, yeah. Remember, it would be my older cousin. He was four years older than me. Yeah. He would always make fun of me because he used to he used to be try to rap or whatever. Yeah. And he used to make fun of me, you know. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm, I'm going to be good. You know yeah. Know? Yeah. So how long is it between, like, seventh grade when when you're talking to the kids or when you're freestyling about dirty shirts at the lunch table to, like, when you get into a studio and make your first song? Real studio... It doesn't need to be a real studio. It could well, be a real it could studio, be a, 12th grade. Yeah. Makeshift studio, 10th grade. Yeah, because everybody starts off with like a mic resting on a toilet paper roll yeah, or something. We, you we know were, what I'm saying? Like, yo, my homie had this, he had this old ass, I forgot. What were we even, what were we fucking recording on? What software? I don't even know. But We he, used to use this shit way back called uh, Acid Pro. You ever yeah, seen that? Pro, no, it's kind of like Cool Edit. I don't know if you've ever seen Cool Edit. It's uh, very outdated at this point. But yeah, Acid Pro is like predated GarageBand and all that shit. That, I don't know. That might be it. Yeah. He had this piss yellow computer. Actually, it was my my one of my best friends, Derek. We had he we started a group called the Young Officials. Okay, and uh, yeah. He he lived in this neighborhood. It was it was pretty much like where all of the hood kids from that side were right. living. You're right, right, but right. But the houses were nice nicer than my neighborhood. And uh we we started this group called the Young Officials and everybody wanted to be down with the young officials like within the first week really? that I disbanded the young officials after like because it was month. too official yo, everybody <laughs> was like yo young official this young official that you know but yeah. they was putting young officials such and such on a MySpace page yeah. and I'm like man you don't even know young official you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys were like Atlanta's ASAP all yeah, of a sudden man, it was shit. crazy yeah that's so funny but he told me that's when I was really into basketball and hooping yeah and he told me he was like, dog, you need to make music. And I got so fucking mad at him. I didn't even like talk to him for like a week or two because I was like, how fucking dare you say I'm about to be Jordan, nigga? What yeah. you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I should start rapping. Right. But, you know, he really, yeah. 
That's so funny. He's like, hey, man, you should give up this one pipe dream to to pursue this other pipe dream. And you're like, man, fuck you. These aren't pipe dreams. It's real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. How how were y'all dressed back then? Um, hmm. Cause you got a you got like an alt style now. How yeah. were, were you in like uh, throwbacks and shit back then? What was this mid two thousands maybe or no like early two thousands? Um, we had um, definitely all of the sneakers. It it started with the sneakers. Um, I would this is ninth grade on up is when I I had lost weight. I was a string bean then, right, right, and I was wearing size forty jeans. Oh shit! You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but. You know, like a, a smaller shirt, you know, like a mixture between the diplomats Hell yeah. and, and like uh just some other shit like Lil Wayne type shit. We were we were super and then when in high school, like eleventh, twelfth grade, I, that's when I started wearing my pants like skinny and shit, you know. Yeah. And it was it was very new then. It was very, very, very new. So, uh, yeah. How long you been growing the beard out and doing that? <sighs> Uh, maybe t- two years now. I had a crazy, crazy beard in 2010, 2011, like crazy. Really? But yeah, yeah, I cut it off. It's kind of, man, it's kind of hard to take care of. You know, I went bald at a young age, so I've been shaving my head forever. <laughs> so the only thing I really get to play with is my facial yeah. hair. And right now is the longest I've ever had my beard, to be honest. It's been growing for about five months, and it's like... It's it, like I, I wake up with fucking bed face. Yeah. Like it'll be yeah, standing up exactly. on one side and exactly. smell like fucking drool from yeah, last night's like, sleep. Damn, man. Yeah, you like immediately got to wash your face. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm actually like real surprised how much care it is. So I can't imagine dying the beard. It, you must have to do that like every couple of weeks or something. Huh? No, not so much. I let it because I got to bleach it first the, and then die. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. So I, I let it I let it grow out for a couple months and then when it really needs to get fucked with, then I'll redo it. All right. I mean? So it's like you'll let it grow so that the roots are like black and it's just kind of mm-hmm. the tips are green. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because bleaching your fucking face hair must burn like a yeah, bastard. It it's not dope, man. Yeah, yeah. How many times? Do you have to bleach it twice? Uh, or just once? No, just one time. Just, once. just yeah. let it sit on there for a while. Yeah, word, man. How, what, what, what was the inspiration behind that? Forgive me if this is a fucking question you get no, asked a lot. No, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was. I was in New York a, last summer, and I was just... I was hanging out with a bunch of fashion motherfuckers. Right, you right. You know, models and all this shit. And, you know, I was like, yo, I want to stand out. You know, I really want to do me what's, what's something I could do and I was like alright cool I'm gonna grow my beard cause I, I actually wanted to look like I was an old man so it was originally gray like yeah like salt and pepper yeah right? and then um, I went up to this festival and this chick she was she was dope as shit um, we came back like we went up to this festival right purple school but it was we did these school buses up there or whatever and um the school bus broke down on the way up there or broke down. No, 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 no. We were on our way back to New York City. Uh-huh. The We got pulled over by the cops or whatever. And, oh, um, shit. Fucking the guy who was driving the school bus, since he had put, like, beds and shit in it, it was certified as, like, a mobile home. Oh, right, right. So he didn't have that license. Uh, so we in, like, the middle of New York State. And we can't get back to New York City because they were like, yo, 
I'm not going to arrest you, but you can't drive this back. Right. So have, figure out a have way. Have fun walking. So um, we had like a trek back taxi to the, the train station. And this chick who I was fucking with, well, I met her up there and then we started kicking it. She was like, yo, she has a lime green like Bangs. bang right there. Yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. And she was like, you know, it would be so ill if you just did like aqua. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. She's like, you're not about that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I am. And she's like challenging yeah, your, your so alt cred. So when we got back, she did it for me. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So shout out to her. You've been rocking with it ever since. Mm-hmm. I tried other colors, but I think this one is, you know, fits. Well, it's subtle too. Like in this light, you could barely tell, yeah. but in a picture, it kind of stands yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. I noticed you guys have an app. And you can yeah. like fucking put the green yeah, beard on people's in, face. Yeah. How do you decide to make an app? That's a pretty good idea. Um, shit. What all does the app do? Well, essentially, it's a texting app. You know what I mean? Okay. So my fans, they just text me. Oh. You know, when it comes to my phone. Yeah. And it just has a little, you know, things in there they could have fun with, like the beard. Yeah. And, you know, they could listen to music. I send like exclusive music to them. You know what I mean? Right. I just, I think it's important to really have a, a solid fan base it mm-hmm. don't matter if it's five people you right. know what I mean right. because those five people they feel like they are part of your story and your journey they are gonna go so hard for you right and particularly because you, you've stayed independent yeah and so you're really like concentrating on the slow the slow mm-hmm. build and the slow burn and like garnering fans that are gonna stick with mm-hmm. you for the next 10 years yeah, maybe sure. you know what I mean sure. yeah. yeah which I, is important mm-hmm. I always I always preach the gospel of how important that is if yeah. you wanna be an artist to like actually make your own fans and don't mm-hmm. don't try to like ride anyone else's wave or train, you know what I mean? Because yeah, because no, sure. when that wave is done, yeah, they're they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you can make a hit song or whatever. Yeah, and you make a hit. You if you don't have that fan base, you live by the hits, you die by the hit. Right. You don't keep producing those hits. Psh, right. You know what I mean, or if you can't turn translate that hit yeah. into getting real fans, right. you're done. You know. What sometimes I mean? sometimes like if you have. Zero hits, but you have 10 songs that make people want to tattoo the lyrics on them mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes those 10 hits might actually be worth more long-term money. No, for you sure. Know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Man. People yeah. Don't, a lot of artists don't think down the line. You know? Right, right. My my favorite example of that is Wiz Khalifa, man. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. He was going to, to spots, 50 people in there mm-hmm. rocking that shit. Mm-hmm kicking it with them after talking to him whatever whatever and that's and now he's doing his mainstream shit but i feel like if he stopped doing that or he didn't he would he uh, would be no he has a fan base till you know? he, he's no I know what i'm saying he has like a fan base like the he, he's the fucking beetle at this point mm-hmm. for all for, all, for a lot of kids they go, yeah. they go crazy no right? yeah he'll have a fan base for an entire life and mm-hmm. that's funny like i remember back in shit must maybe like Oh seven, you know, a long time ago, before he was, before Black and Yellow, before anything, mm-hmm. some of my homies down here were, were fucking with him and like making his his merchant stuff, uh, UTB lifestyle shout out to them, being like, oh yeah, this guy Wiz, he's next, he's next, and and he was playing shows to, like you know fifty, a hundred people mm-hmm. out here, and you know two years later, kaboom! Yeah. But he had already built a solid exactly. fucking fan base that will exactly. follow him forever. It's that you know you build a community and you you build you make the the trick is making the community feel like they're family. They're all family. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? And then you know it's just like having a hundred cousins. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. You know? No, totally. Our, it, it's probably one of those things where when you have a show, if somebody comes up and tells you like their Instagram name, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I know you. Right. Like, oh yeah, you like my shit all the mm-hmm. time, and I've looked at your page or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I know your Twitter handle. I recognize. 
recognize that. You tweet at me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. You, you know, that I forget who I, I I always bring this example up to, but people always say I think I think it was maybe Radiohead who said it. Like all you need is a uh, a thousand fans that are willing to spend a hundred bucks on you every year and you can be a musician forever mm. you know what i mean as long as you have those thousand fans mm-hmm. that will fucking live or die for you mm-hmm. like you're good very true so this app is kind of part of your journey to, to making that yeah, for sure it's yeah. been getting crazy though because you know we released it at a time where you know stuff's really been picking up steam you yeah know what i mean so it's getting it's, it's getting difficult to keep up with, but I just dedicate a certain amount of time during the day just, like, to respond to people, you know what I mean? Yeah, And yeah. talk to them, you know what I mean? That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. You get any, like, fucking crazy characters on there or what? Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell fucking yeah, man. Fucking, uh, you have... It's, it's a couple kids, actually, who are always sending me pictures of them like fucking like a naked chicken like I'm doing this for you bro you know what I'm saying and I'm like good you know uh, hey get yours yeah get yours yeah. bro you know what I mean that's so, so funny yeah yeah man uh, what's uh what are some of the amazing places that rap has taken you so far any any good travel stories um yeah man uh did a couple tours and a couple big tours and then th- those have been awesome um Going to Europe this fall during the Europe tour. Oh, so sick! That should Who be you up. going out with? Um, it's my own tour. Oh, you know what awesome! Because I, mean? I I actually had an Australian tour set up last year and a bunch of European dates to people, but you know I had legal trouble, so I couldn't really lead a country. Do you talk about those, or is that is that an off limits thing? No, it's not off limits. What happened with the legal trouble? Oh shit, man! We just um, I don't know. I don't. I always have to ask first. Cause I don't want anybody to like no, you know. No, for sure. It's um. Nobody really asks these questions. I tell people they, but they, they. I guess maybe they're too scared to ask. Yeah, but yeah. um, it was a point in my life we were. Uh, I was selling selling a lot of weed and shit, and um, was doing dumb shit, doing little many robberies and all of that dumb shit. And then my homie, it was a point where shit got almost like really got hurt. And my in that time, my homie came down to Atlanta. The same homie who told me to rap he was like yo i got this jug or whatever and, you know it's we don't have to fuck with any of that street shit we just get money and long story short we were it was like a shoplifting ring from home depot uh. so what you would do essentially you go in there you get a vanity mirror yeah and you um all right so you go in there you got your shopping cart yeah. so you go down and you get a like an air conditioned filter hey do not try this at don't home don't try kids. it cuz they hip to it they, they know now they know now uh, you get an air conditioned filter and uh-huh. you put it in the side of your cart uh-huh. and then you go get a vanity mirror put it in the cart then you so the air filter for the side of the cart is so anybody walking by they can't immediately like look into your car and see how much stuff you have in there okay so with the vanity mirror what you do is you put that in there and then you walk around the store and just get a bunch of the most expensive items and then you go down the storm door aisle or the the rug aisle the area mat aisle Uh and those were the eyes where you could pull it out and block the camera's view Uh so you pull it out so we act like we're looking for you know area rug or a storm door and then as I open this one I act like I'm distracted or something looking on my phone and my homie will bust the 
vanity mirror open and stuff everything in there. Oh. And then we would buy the vanity mirror. But it's full of all this other shit. Yeah, get kids to return them for us. The items, they don't give you money. They give you store credit. So then we would sell the store credit on Mm. Craigslist Uh, for like 80% to developers and shit. Because, you know, you got like a $7,000 gift card for 80% developers and people who build homes. Oh, yeah, I'll take that, that. you know, for sure. And then... um, this one time we just got we got banged up. I got too greedy. We was fucking spending money like yeah. We was making so much money, man. I was like, damn. We were just spending it, and uh, it was before Thanksgiving, and and it's well, it's also hard to like when you start making that much cash, you really actually have to learn how to like launder mm-hmm. it because you can't just like you can't just can can't put it in a bank exactly. You know? you know, yeah. So it was one time. I was broke. I had blew too much money, we, and we and we went into one of the shops, and just didn't feel right. And then we leave, and we were about to buy it, and we were, cause at Home Depot when you walk out and it goes beep 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 beep, mm-hmm. all you gotta do is flash the the receipt. See, because so many things coming Everything out of there beeps, it beeps. You know what I mean? So, but that moment we did it and. Got yammed up by loss prevention, and my homie was. I was just like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm caught." You know what yeah. I'm saying? My homie was not having it. He was a big dude. He's fighting dude, it off. The dude who him. got him and the dude who got him are slamming each other in the, oh, the parking lot. And I was like, damn, I would have been out there like world yeah. star, <laughs> straight filming it. I was like, damn man. Then we got banged for that, and then um, so I went to jail for a little sec. Then how after, long did you understand? Uh, we I did a month. Then. Uh, I had to do a month in January of this year because and I, that's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I well, not in Atlanta. It's Cobb County. It's like uh, hell, yeah. it's it's right south. And right. Um, had to do a month there, and because they found like shit in the car, they found you know shit yeah. that so much shit that wasn't supposed to be in there in the car. So. Uh. And um, they had a warrant out for my arrest since last year. Uh, over that? Uh, or no, over uh, something else? No, because I just stopped going to probation. I was uh, like, fuck it. Because they treat you like shit, man. Oh, right, you know what right. I mean? They treat you like you just less than a human. So I was like, man, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to figure this shit out, this rap shit out. I'm going to do my thing, travel, stack up my bread, and I'll deal with that. And then, You're right. Yeah, so when I got back from tour, turned myself in, and now I'm good. And so are you no more uh, probation or anything like that? Are you good with that? Mm-hmm. It's funny, man. Once you get caught up in, in that shit, it's like they make it so hard to fucking get out they of do, it. And, it. and you end up spending so much money on legal fees and, and that's fines. That's the thing. It's all about and, money, man. It, yeah. It's not about bettering yourself it's like oh there's no rehabilitation it's about it's all it's all i mean jails are essentially corporations yeah as soon as i paid all of my my fees and all of that shit they're like okay you're done whatever yeah (laughs) yeah they 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 don't give you a fucking rehabilitation certificate yeah (laughs) you have no more use for you right right damn that's crazy man Everybody got a hustle. Everybody got a hustle. That's man. a that's a pretty. I, I mean, like that's like a real heist. How'd you guys figure that one out? That's Shit, crazy. Man. He was doing it in New York, yeah, and then he moved back to Atlanta, and, yeah, uh, because he said it was getting a little bit hot, hot in New York, yeah. And we got we essentially got caught because other people we would um, we would have them as returners, yeah, and they would know what we did or whatever. 
So then they would find out how much money we were making and then would try to go do it themselves and getting fucked up. We didn't even notice. Yeah. And and we go in there and they pretty much already looking for us. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, the last time, man, it's funny. I have this one credit card that I've just I was like hell of in debt on and mm-hmm. I've been trying to just like pay it off. Yeah. But uh, I went to a restaurant uh, and and my one card got declined for some yeah. reason. So I give him this one card that I've just been paying off. Mm-hmm. And it goes through. And then three days later, I had like three G's had been charged to it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I call it. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my car definitely got stolen. Or like, yeah. definitely somebody has my number. Yeah. And it turns out like... I mean, uh, they just have like these machines that you can swipe yeah, it and it reads all your info, yep. and then you put it onto gift cards. Mm-hmm. They take it to like a Best Buy or something, mm-hmm. buy like rack up, and then just dip and go fucking yep. chill in a hotel and sell it on Craigslist. Yeah, and, see, I couldn't, I couldn't do shit like that, you know, to like people because. You know, karma's a bitch. I feel like, you know... Well, that I'm, was the craziest shit. I was like, I- I'm calling the the bank like, yeah, well, like, what happens now? And they're like, oh, well, we just refund it for you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you just have to, you just have to, like, sign a paper that says, it, like, you, you're not lying to yeah. us. And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what happens to the person who has the card info? And they're like, well, nothing. They probably already threw it away and there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do. And I'm like, that is so fucking crazy. Yeah, it, come, it come back, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I feel like a major corporation, man... They got, you know, fucking. Are you, you so you felt like Robin Hood? Is that what you I felt like Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Except Robin I was the in the poor hood. And yeah. I was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's next, man? You're f- working on the album. Yeah, the album is so crazy, dog. I really think you're going to fuck with it. You All know, right. Very personally, just because I've been trying to find my voice this whole time. You know what I mean? I never, I never had so much of a niche or anything. Uh-huh. I like so many different types of music that I felt like implementing those into my in my sound and yeah. doing, you know, doing the song with uh, EDM producer, then doing a the song with a trap producer. I felt like right. You've seemed kind of like a bit of a chameleon slash like a just a, gr- a great role player. Yeah. Like you can kind of blend into whatever mm-hmm. track. It's like oh, let's get a Rome Fortune feature because yeah. he can do this or he yeah, can do that. Yeah. 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 And so um, I felt like that was one of the things that um, it it got me to a certain point, but I have I had to have a definitive voice. So this album is that voice, yeah, very, very, very personal. And man. that's that very empowering moment when you go like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to sound. I already had an album mixed and mastered, ready to go. Yeah, that I was going to release this summer. Yeah, and then when I was on tour, this is coming out so I was much like, better. I was like. Nah, because I was on tour and we were doing turn up songs and all of that shit. And then I would see that after the shows, people, even all of these kids having so much fun at the shows, but five minutes outside of the show, you see them and they're not even worried about what just happened because it didn't affect them internally. It was just like a fun thing, you know what I mean? Right, right. And so many of my fans would come up after the show like, why didn't you do this song? And why didn't you do this song? And they were all personal songs that these people were asking for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I felt, and they would be like, yo, you know, this song, it, it got me through this time. My friend, he got killed and da 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 And, you know, I was so sad and angry. And I just listened to this song on repeat, on repeat. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking, you know, fuck all of this numbers game bullshit. It's about, 
It's about that. You know what right. I mean? It's about that right there. That's I mean, that's that familial connection that yeah, you're talking about. Like when exactly. you affect someone's life that mm-hmm. way, they're gonna they're gonna ride for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting that you say that about like turn the turn up shit because I'm like pretty out here in the warehouse scene mm-hmm. in LA. Yeah. And I think I've seen you play a warehouse show per- mm-hmm. perhaps, and it's like certain names draw a lot of people to those shows mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i honestly have to wonder if the if if it's like more the promoters that have the following or if it's the rappers right. you, you know what i'm saying yeah i get exactly uh, what you're saying because like yeah so, some of these kids are like they have a, one big song out and they come out and they play the warehouse and it's everyone fucking goes off mm-hmm. when that song comes out and, and and in their head they're like oh man i just played in front of fucking 800 people yeah yeah but that 800 is inflated cuz yeah. it's like yo go to a ve- go to a venue and throw the show where like you're just headlining and it's not the party mm-hmm. promoter behind it and see how many people come exactly. out and and know your shit exactly you know what i mean you know? so yeah there's definitely something to be said for that kind of like personal music for so sure. that's that's dope man that's what, what it is. when are you shooting for that this fall for sure yeah um, the so the, soon yeah the, the 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 producer I'm, I'm mainly working with one producer on it cubby i got one song on there from uh kate Trinata. oh sick yeah but um all of his cubby he's so it feels cohesive probably yo man he's cubby's the future dog really? he's really the future everybody always commends me for my 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 selection on production and all yeah, this and yeah. i tell everybody i'm like yo he the best producer I worked with. Where is he from? He's from North Carolina. Oh, okay. How'd you meet him? Just through SoundCloud? I or met something? him out here actually. Oh, really? Um, our, my, our, we had the same PR and they linked us up. They were like, you know, you know, he's out here. If y'all have time, y'all should link up. And it was it was it immediately. Clicked. And the thing about it was is that you know that was that's been a good friend of mine, but we haven't really sat down and thought about doing something big. And and I was when I was on his tour. All of the the tracks he was sending me, they were just so good because they they speak to so many different people musically. You right, know what I mean? Right. It's not just like you know club shit or anything. It, it's it's so it, it's like I feel like it's the album where you know I feel like it really has potential to blow me up in a big way, yeah. but also. If it does not do that, I feel like I'm going to be super, super respected as a musician. You right, know what I mean? right. And that's what I want more than anything because I know I'm, I'm going to get to this level, yeah. that high, high level right. eventually, you know. Right. But this shit is going to really substantiate me as like, yo, he's he's that guy. He's you right. know, he's trying to push this shit forward and still make make the music digestible and not just saying hey i'm doing some different shit here right because you still got to make people understand it yeah experiments experimentation just for experimentation's sake is often jarring to listen to but if you can make it forward thinking and approachable then you're really onto something Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i've played it for a select couple people yeah they just it's like are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. When you first approached Cubby with the idea of like, hey, do you want to do the whole thing? Mm-hmm. It was was that a little nerve wracking? Like, oh, what if he doesn't want to do it? Or what? nah, or it was just I, like it just worked. Cause nah, cause I think he he understands what I want to do. I just I told him exactly what I told you, yo. Yeah. We need to make music that affects people. We right. need to make music that's gonna motherfucking take us to Africa. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. gonna take us to these places where the people they just feel it. You know right. what I mean? They might right. not even know what the hell I'm saying, but they know that conviction and it still is a good instrumentation for him. Right. Yeah. So he was he was with it, man, and now he's just that's cool tidying up everything every time he sends me updates to some new shit i just go crazy man. that's up so it's almost done 
Yeah, or is the, it all, is all it the vocals are pretty much done. It's done. I'm, I'm gonna go in and add some shit when I go to New York in a couple of weeks. You yeah, know? yeah. Just you know, make sure it's filled out. But you know, really, he's he's taking his time. How are you guys gonna put it out? Um, we're gonna put it out through Fools Go. Fools, oh, so yeah. you've been talking to Fools Go people? Yeah, and they're yeah. excited about it. Have they yeah. heard it? Uh, I played I played track uh, some some of the early stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? And um, he's really he's really really excited about it. And you know, it's it's traditionally different than what what they put out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like they've had good luck with rappers though. Yeah. Obviously, Danny Brown Danny, and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And they you know they they help Cuddy out a lot at yeah. his beginning of his career and all yeah. of that. So I just feel like. It, it's a it's a dual beneficial thing because their brand is based on relevance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I feel like this album is nothing but it just needs that platform and these these people to go super super hard for it. You know, I just need those eyes. You know, right. I'm giving you yo, I'm giving you the pure uncut cocaine, man. Just fucking find the customers and you're good. You're the distributor. You know what right, I mean? So right, boom, right. You know, that's yeah, all it is. Totally, man. That's cool, and it's it's dope. I think also that w- the one off, the flexibility of a one off is mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. th- it's like the free agent option. If it yeah. goes good, they'll pick you up again, and, exactly. it, and, and if it doesn't work, it, or exactly. like you get, you still, you still have like that following to go back exactly. to the drawing boards. You know? Exactly, man. Yeah, that's cool, mm-hmm. man. Well, fuck, this is great. I yeah, think we did sure. what we needed to do. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in, man. No, this this you, is really man. cool. You're Hell a good, yeah. you're a good dude. Thank you. Man. Where can the people find you online? Rome Fortune is everything. SoundCloud. Instagram, it's a pretty Twitter. searchable name. Yeah, you can Fortune. just Google that. Yeah, yeah. And you'll figure it out. Plenty of music videos. Just had a video drop. I on. I, I check World Star every yeah. morning, and so <laughs> I'm one of those white people. Uh, so yeah, just had a video drop with McConan. Yeah. Killed that. Yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah, right. No, ma'am. What else? Uh, you you had something with Tori Moi come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Just Did today. Some, yeah, today. I yeah. didn't even see that yeah. one, but I love Tori Moi. Yeah, man. He's a sick dude. We got some really cool music together. That's dope. What What's the song like? I haven't heard it yet. It's um, is is it up like, or is it is it down tempo? It's down tempo. Yeah, it's that's like, tight. You know, it's it's like industrial mixed with wavy, mixed with heavy bass. Yeah, um, how'd you guys link? I sampled a song of his a couple years ago, oh, and nice. then. He uh, he reached out to my booking agent. I think we, we might have the same uh, agency. I'm not sure, but somehow he re- he reached out to my booking agent and was like, "Yo, I I I, I want this kid to rap on my beats." And That's then tight. We just you know I fucking I love his first two records. <laughs> yes. Um, still sound is still one of my favorite records. Yeah, man. I like causers of this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, not even he's sick, a man. year has gone by. He, anyway. <laughs> he's sick, man. Yeah, he's dope. I love that South, shit. Man. Yeah, that's dope. I'm going to go home and check that out then. Uh, you're going to do a song today? Yeah? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, leaders. Leaders. Yeah. So, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me at It's Intuition on Twitter. Follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database. And you can follow us as a unit at Kind of Neat youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see our new friend Rome fortune perform leaders mm-hmm. very excited about that mm-hmm. and uh what else everything wrapped up in a pretty package at kind of neat.net and if you are not listening on the podcast app go to the app store download the podcast app search for kind of neat and subscribe 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 
leave a five star rating. Do it. Just do it. Today is my birthday that we're recording this. So today is the day, even though it's two weeks. Oh, thank you, man. Even though it's two weeks later when this is going to come out, you might as well just go fucking leave a five star rating Uh, (laughs) just for my birthday. That being said, man, this was great. Thank you so much. That was Rome Fortune. My name is Lee and this was kind of neat. 